Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU football steady as she goes. The who's who of Cougar football faced the tough questions at Media Day 2014. We'll go inside what we learned from the anticipated summer event at BYU Broadcasting. What was your favorite moment? Plus, BYU men's soccer finally back home. We'll talk to the guy who tests the opposing keepers more than any other player. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, June 24th. You just tweeted, uh, this is amazing, you had six mentions, two hashtags, and a link in there. Yes, That's I pretty did. good. That's a loaded tweet. Is that, is that bringing the rain, as you uh, like that to say? That was bringing the rain. <laughs> that, is, that is up to par with where Jerem needs his tweets to be. Wow. Okay, because I had... Are you going to unfollow me, dude? Four mentions. Yeah. <laughs> I had four mentions and three hashtags in one. You beat me. You're just better than me! You're welcome. And your hair smells like cinnamon! <laughs> My name is Spencer Linton, and I am teamed up with Twitter what, superstar and connoisseur Jerem Jordan, wherever and however you may be joining us. Always great to have you with us. So I had some really, really memorable moments uh, that I was uh, a part of yesterday on BYU Football Media Day. Uh, the one that's, that comes to the top of mind for me, it's, it's not the, I guess, the most ground-moving uh, moment, but certainly made me laugh harder than at any other time yesterday, and that was when Jamal Williams referenced a dead snake in the mountains. Uh, what killed the snake? <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, it was, it, I'm having a little bit of a withdrawal today. You know, yesterday everyone's in the building. It's all exciting. Things are happening. It's like it's quiet. walking in like, where is, where'd everyone go? Yeah, why is it quiet? What's it, go- it shouldn't be quiet, but it is. It, it is very reverent today. <laughs> yes. From within the shadows of the everlasting hills. Well, in keeping with media day and, and traditions. My We're going to sis- bring the rain though today. Yes. My 14-year-old sister-in-law is staying with us just on like a summer vacation. tweeted about how she played college football 2014. The first time. The very first Beat time OT? she picked up an Xbox 360 controller to play college football, and she beats Utah as BYU yep. in overtime. Uh, uh, an early rising shout goes to, your, <laughs> to Madison, right? Madison, goes yes. Goes to Madison. I've never been more proud. <laughs> really? I was like, sit in the chair. I'm taking a picture. She's like, uh, okay. Um, this is weird. Um, <laughs> Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever you feel like it, and get involved with today's Twitter question. What was your favorite moment from BYU Media Day? Use the hashtag BYUSN. My favorite moment was when apparently I struck a uh, laughter chord with – Robertson Daniel, when I said, I'm going to call you Bob Daniel. And that's tough to do with him. And he all of a sudden just went, <laughs> like went nuts. I was like, wow, okay. That's really, <laughs> I was like, Bob, Bobby Daniel, Bob Daniel. Yeah, you gave me that excited look like, wow, oh, okay. I was like, uh, hey, all right. hey, I actually said something funny. All right. Bob, Bobby Daniel. <laughs> it was yeah, it was, that Hopefully was starting boundary cornerback for BYU football. Legs is dead. Bob Daniel. Uh, I already <laughs> mentioned the Jamal Williams uh, moment, which I, really, which I really thought was funny. But I think <laughs> my favorite moment yesterday was the entire interview that we did with Dennis Pitta. I thought he was so personable. Oh, he's great. And he, he is an NFL top-tier tight end. Signed a thirty plus million dollar contract. Thirty two. He is more he is more down to earth than you would ever anticipate a guy of his, I guess, stature in the NFL to be. Yeah, a, a lot of these guys are way down to earth. That's that's what I love. Like 
getting to know Jimmer Fredette during his senior year, I was like, the dude is normal. Dennis like, Pitta I went to his house before his senior year for for a story here, and I was like, this is a normal dude. Yes. It's fun. Same idea. It's the same I idea. I feel like I just name dropped, and I probably did there. That's not my intent, but these these uh, these athletes that come from BYU, these are good dudes. Dennis is as rocking an dude. iPhone four with a broken screen. He had a broken screen. <laughs> you you have a thirty two million dollar contract. But it doesn't matter. She's like, yeah, it's a phone. It's a phone. I know, so fix it. <laughs> Fair enough. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Steady as she goes. I like independence as a great place to launch from, meaning that we're making sincere and, and absolutely credible strides from the five to the power five with tremendous exposure with more difficult games on bigger stages with more people watching than ever in BYU football history. And that's moving us closer to inclusion. There were a lot, and I mean a lot, of questions entering BYU Football Media Day 2014. And I really feel like there was adequate clarification on the majority of those big issues, starting with independence. Is independence working? Uh, Bronco Mendenhall and Tom Homo faced that question right off the top. And their answer was a resounding, we have confidence moving forward and independence is giving us exactly what we hoped it would. Yeah, it's year four and it is working. I think on the scale that independence sits on and whether it tips to working, not working, that it has been flat in that, okay, it's good for now. But now I think it tips to the is working but leans down towards uh, P5 inclusion. That was, the, that was the buzzword to me, is inclusion. Launch point. The point of independence for BYU at some point is to get into a P5. That's what I felt like it was le- leaning toward. They're in the trampoline position. Okay, They jumped up from the ground and onto ESPN the trampoline. And ESPN will bounce them in. Exactly. That's what they're hoping for. The national footprint has been expanded. Exposure is better than it's ever been with ESPN in the ESPN conference. They're getting high-profile games. Travel, too. The one thing the players are most satisfied with with the program. That was interesting, that they're playing all over the country. They're taking BYU to the fans all over the country. They wanted to do that, and that's what's happening. Bronco said something that I really liked, and that is playing good football will take care of all of this. He threw it out to the court of public opinion, as you referenced yesterday, with uh, a number of different subjects. He, he wants to get the BYU name out there, and now he knows, okay, people are going to be paying attention to us this year. It's time to win big. I appreciated the clarity with, yes, it, yes. Essentially, in other words, Bronco essentially said, yes, I'm lobbying for BYU to get into the Big 12. And now, let, let's say BYU does have a great season. That can only help. It, it could hurt if BYU has a bad season. If BYU goes 8-5 and five again, that's three, three straight seasons of eight wins. That doesn't cut it. You know, they're not going eight and five, right? I yeah, they they're, not, they're not going eight and five. It, yeah, <laughs> and you got to win double digit games. You got to you got to be ranked. You got to be relevant. That's the point, always. And that's the way you continue to schedule these Power Five teams. Oh, by the way, Tom Homo said they're asking us for those games. That was Tom Homo just being like, "See, uh. SEC, ACC, we don't care. Ain't nobody got time for that. They're calling us." And then he mentioned. We have a couple of games that we're going to have fun announcing later. People they, will be not excited about those games. By the way, no big announcements on BYU Media Day. That's fine to me. It's, a, it's not the day that 
It, like that you announce stuff. It just it just happened to be that last few years. That was fine. I think they addressed a lot of the major non season uh, off season issues that we had not had before with BYU. They answered questions that had not been previously answered. Yeah, officially, which I loved. I was really intrigued to hear what they had to say, and notably about what Bronco Mendenhall's stance was on why he talked to the Austin American Statesman about joining the Big Twelve. Why did he say what he did? Listen to this. I wasn't interested in garnering media attention. I was interested in remaining a topic of conversation in the ever-changing landscape of college football. You have done that. And that's mission accomplished then Mm -hmm. because it's easy for conferences and commissioners to to look after their own. It's easy for um, a coach in a conference to look after and make sure he's relevant. As an independent, who does that? Who, he it's brings BYU. up a relevant. Yeah, who do, you have to do that by yourself. American, Austin American States. Why not? Why not, Bronco? And he said, ES, I thought ESPN somebody needed can't to really say do that. They they can help by giving you a platform, but ultimately it's BYU that defends BYU. <laughs> who was it that asked Bronco oh, about uh, why he said that and if, if it came off the way he wanted it to? I can't remember who asked the question, but he's like, it came off exactly the way I, I wanted Dave it to. Asked that. Yeah, Dave asked that. Oh yeah, okay. Dave it came out. Yeah. <laughs> It came off exactly like I wanted it to. He said somebody, I thought somebody had to say it. That was the first time anyone had said anything about the Big 12. But he clarified and said it was not, you know, it was not a uh, university stance. There's a new president, Kevin J. Worthen, that was not like, okay, Bronco, go tell the Americans. He was, he did it on his own Mm -hmm. because he wanted BYU to be out there a little bit more. Mission accomplished. Lobby. People will watch BYU more now. In the college football world, because of this offseason of extreme, I don't know what, headline making? What do you call that? Well, what, people don't know what to do with BYU because BYU's put themselves in this unique position. Yes, unique is the right word. If and- Boise State did the same thing, they'd be talking about Boise State. What do you do with them? Do you put them in a P5? No? What? It, it, it'd be the same thing. It's a, it's a non-P5 that has great tradition, that wins, that has some star power. You know about them. But BYU is the most unique university in that they have a national championship. They have a Heisman Trophy winner. I know that was a long time ago. But BYU, B, people know about BYU football. Now it's time to win. And then when the day comes that people expand, I guarantee BYU is in the conversation. Who knows if they actually get them in. But they are discussed. They will be an option. Winning takes care of everything. Bronco Mendenhall said it yesterday. They know it. While Tom and Bronco may have a different approach, which they did say in the state of the program, they are on the same team. They want a special season, and what a time to do it now because of the added national exposure. Uh, The third point of topic I want to bring up is the allegations of improper benefits within the BYU football program. And I quote Tom Homo when he was asked about it. This is a potential violation that would be in a lower category. This isn't a major issue. Ah, collective sigh of relief from BYU Sports Nation. You can tell that by how it's viewed in their case. So I would say that in the next couple of weeks or in a month or so, we'd hear back from the NCAA. That would be about the time period we are looking at, end quote. Within a month. Okay. Which is fast. Like, we are going to know very shortly what the penalty will be, but the fact that it is a minor issue, and that's coming from the athletic director who is tied into the NCAA, you have to feel fortunate for BYU's program. Yeah, we didn't know the degree. We had heard lots of things, but we didn't know the degree to which there were maybe issues. And so he said it's, this isn't a major issue.
So That's what? Good news. So for fans wanting some sort of big news from Media Day, isn't isn't that like a big piece of news? Bronco on the Big Twelve, the the yeah. allegations, what's going to happen, and how independence? I felt like I got exactly what I wanted. The message I got from yesterday, in summary, BYU is in a good spot. Awesome. The end. If for now to launch from, there's not ma- uh, made. Those were not major issues with the allegations. Yay! Let's go play football now, and actually win. Let's it was go. a satisfactory media day. We previewed the season. What was your favorite moment from BYU football media day? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets at Raf Jason when Trevor Maddich talked about Taysom Hill's play last year. Quote: Drop back and run. <laughs> Playing keep away. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Which is sad, but true. That's how BYU ran for a school record number of yards, despite uh, perceived inadequacies on the offensive line. At Crazy Cook Fanatic. Snack, smack, throwdown with Bronco Mendenhall at BYU underscore football. Close second at UCLA grad 90, Jamal Williams' mother, and Jay Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams. Love their devotion to BYU. Yeah, they had a web chat together that was pretty epic. And at uh, Foof's Plate of Chili. When that one guy said the thing about that game we won, it was awesome. <laughs> well played. Yeah. That was, yeah. You remember, you, do you remember that? That was awesome. Chris use, Farley. Use the hashtag awesome. BYUSN to join the conversation anytime you like. Let's scan the rest of our BYU Sports Nation beat men's soccer tonight, 930 Eastern versus Real Colorado. Blake Frischnecht. I'm just kidding. <laughs> real, uh, real Colorado. <laughs> Blake Frischnecht on the show later. He scored three goals for BYU. And... One of our good friends, Rob Nielsen, promoted and well-deserved in BYU men's volleyball. Now, the associate head coach. What that actually means, I don't really understand, but I congratulate Rob Nielsen on that. LeBron I James, just hope he gets a pay raise. Hey, LeBron James opted out of his contract in Miami. Does that make room for Jimmer? Stop it. <laughs> Up next, Greg Rebell joins us for our Media Day recap of fun. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU TV and BYU Radio. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jaron Jordan live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting post-media day. We're collecting our thoughts still. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, simulcast on BYU TV. If you missed anything from yesterday or you'd like to view it again, we had seven hours of live programming, three hours, uh, four hours on TV, three web chats. Go to BYUTVSports.com. You can enjoy it all again. Not had to mention the BYU-Texas game replay, the top 50 plays. Yeah, we replayed uh, Polynesian Spring football pipe- special. Pipe- pipeline. I, I can't say that, apparently. Uh, the spring football special, top 50 plays. Lots of great stuff. What was your favorite moment from BYU Football Media Day? At Troy B. Adams says, Leon White, I once ran up the RB stairs, the Richards building, right into Leon's chest of steel. <laughs> he looked down, smiled, and said, excuse me. <laughs> That's good. That's awesome. He's, I tell you what, he looks great for having played 30 years ago on a national championship team. Eight years in the NFL, that guy's the man. Greg Rebell joins us now for our Media Day recap of Awesomeness, the radio voice of the Cougars. Greg, what was your favorite moment from Media Day? I was happy to see James die again. 
Man. Haven't seen James in a long time. He used to be a sideline reporter for us. Yeah, he was one of our first sideline guys. Uh, when I was uh, early in the play-by-play gig, he was number two or number three of, of our sideline reporters. We had him for a couple seasons and uh, hadn't seen him in, in years. And, uh, of course, with Trey uh, in town and he being with Trey and getting him here at, uh, you know, to, to campus and hanging around and being there yesterday, it was fun to see James again. He's such so. an eloquent speaker. And and I, I like how he's smooth. Oh man, absolutely. That's yeah. that's a great word for him. Yeah, uh, I I also enjoyed the fact that he was here uh, because he represents, I guess, for our age uh, in the uh, 30s. He was kind of the guy, you know, in '96, the most exciting player. Has there been uh, who else has been as exciting as James Dye to you historically in BYU football? Oh man! Uh, in terms of pure playmaking ability, uh, you know he's he's unique in terms of what he could do in the in the return game. Austin Collie, um, yeah. you know people people remember him just as a great. He, he was a great returner as well. He was with the ball in his hand. Special things could happen, and uh, so I, I I kind of of you know of, of of the more recent vintage players. I look at Austin Collie as one of the most special players to play at BYU in terms of just what can happen when he gets his hands on the ball. And again, people sometimes overlook the fact that he left a year early. You know, had he stayed another year, I don't think even Cody Hoffman could have touched his records. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I think you, you mentioned at the start of your show uh, having Dennis Pitta uh, in yesterday, and we got to talk to Dennis as well. And, and he is just a great story for what he's been through over the last year. I mean, it was less than a year ago that he has that uh, dislocation Hip fracture, a horrific and again, injury. those those can be career enders. His his head coach John Harbaugh said it's certainly a season ender, and this was going into a contract year. It was a bad it was a bad news break for Dennis Pitta, but he comes back, and the fact that he's able to get back on the field and then contribute for the final four games gets him that big money reward that he really earned. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, this is too bad for Dennis because he's going to miss the year. And, and the big payday is not going to come. This was his contract year, a chance to, to really uh, capitalize on his talents, but he's not going to get that chance. And, you know, the Ravens are probably going to cut him, and who knows who's going to pick him up. And that's, that's what he was facing. And, and, then, and then beyond that, you know, the potential career-ending ramifications of that injury. Mm. But he fights his way back. Ravens get him back on the roster. He contributes. And, and as I mentioned with Dennis yesterday, you know, the NFL, which is seen as such a, a cutthroat, you know, what have you done for me lately business, they looked at Dennis and said, we, I mean, we, we honor, respect, admire what you just went through to get back on the field for us, and we will reward you, and they did. Uh, uh, for, for what, so he's a great story, and again, just a great dude, and, and uh, just you know, su- such a cool guy. And uh, BYU's got so many of those guys that come back around every year at this time, and it's so good to be able to chat with them. Now he's going to build a chapel with that tithing money. From that. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only Greg Rebell on BYU Sports Nation. I thought that yesterday's media day was really telling uh, in that there were so many issues that the coaches uh, had to address that hadn't been officially addressed. And I thought Tom and Bronco gave us the clarification that at least I was hoping for. I I felt like they answered the tough questions well, and I I felt like that was good enough for me. What did you think about them handling the questions that really nobody wants to answer in terms of the Big 12 and independence and is it working and the allegations? Well, as opposed to last year, which, you know, when, when Media Day was used to, to launch, 
you know, probably I'd say, you know, three rather substantial, you know, news notes. You had a bowl deal. You had a USC scheduling arrangement. You had a Bronco contract extension. Those all came out last year at Media Day. This year there was, there was no internal news made. Rather, it was the reaction to maybe some external forces. Mm-hmm. Um, the discussion regarding, uh, you know, Big 12 and independence. And part of that was Bronco, you know, kind of lighting the match himself. And, and that's he acknowledged that. And the other, of course, was the fact that BYU had this internal review going. This was the first chance to officially address it. And they did. And, uh, yeah, again, I, I think to everyone's satisfaction. Uh, he stated the facts. You know, review's complete. NCAA is looking at it. We're looking at a time frame of two weeks to a month. Should hear back. Should be minor, not major. And we carry on. And, again, BYU's not the only school to be self-reporting. This happens all over the place. And BYU's done it before without us even knowing. Uh, and, and so, again, that, that's another point to mention is, is BYU's had contact with the NCAA over issues in the past that we never knew about and, yeah. and, and just don't know about. And that happens with every school. This one uh, was made you know, known, and, and so BYU reacted to it. But this is nothing out of the ordinary. And, and, if, if, and, if, and if Tom is correct and it's, it's minor, not major, there shouldn't be anything with, uh, with lasting repercussions. Relative to independence and the path BYU's on right now, uh, you know, I, I think that Bronco um, – Felt, and this was, this was I think, something personal on his part. This wasn't a directive. It wasn't a mandate. It wasn't a strategy right. from Kevin Worthen to Tom Homo to Bronco to say, here comes the assault on the, uh, on the media. Uh, here, here comes our campaign. Here we come. yeah. uh, this, was, this was Bronco taking an opportunity to share some, some thoughts and feelings that came from his heart about what he believes about his program's value. And I don't think anybody should, uh, should think he did anything uh, other than state what he believes to be the obvious. We as a program, meaning BYU, have a lot of value for whoever would like us. Big 12, great fit. Absolutely love to be in that as a, as, as, as a football program. I mean, BYU's played and beaten Big 12 teams. Uh, a lot of reasons for Bronco to believe the things he believes, and that's all he was doing, I think, was stating fact as he sees it. Um, and, and beyond that, BYU's independence path uh, was in 2010 and is in 2014, in my belief, the best available option. Yeah. For Again, sure. it's all about you know what's what's out there for you. It's not that it's not that BYU is turning its uh, you know is able to just rifle through all these uh, you know great proposals they have. They, they, they don't they don't have those right now. They have their their current situation, and and those who think that that the Mountain West Conference you know welcoming BYU back is is something on the table. It's really not. And and Bronco. You know, restated that again. This, this would be going backwards. Okay, it's one thing to maybe not be going as fast forward as you'd like, but you certainly don't want to go backwards, which is what BYU would believe uh, or would judge to be that kind of uh, proposal. Where they are right now was then is now the best plan that's available to BYU, and they're making the best of it. They're not going back to the Mountain West Heck Conference. No. <laughs> Heck no! And people think that because it, it, it gives you a certain level of access, that is best group of fiber gets you know into the new year's bowls that's you know that that that's not all that BYU's after here right uh, there's a if lot that more. was it then they would be in the mountain west there, there, there's a lot more involved and and again BYU as um as an 11-1 in some seasons or 12-0 in this season team would put itself in the discussion with the, with, with the 13 member committee around that time in December if they're good enough and that's always been the case um this year the schedule strength doesn't appear to be there uh, there's only three P5s on the schedule right now, and of those three, two of them combined to go 3-21 and 21 last right. year. So, so Texas is the marquee game right now. Now, granted, there, there are, uh, of the non-P5s, you're playing oh, yeah. some of the best ones out there, yes. Boise Houston, State, Houston, Central, Central Florida. Florida. So you've got oh, those teams, but they part. would all have to have really good seasons 
for, for you know for BYU to get the kind of SOS strength of schedule heft that you need to be in this uh, the, the discussion with a loss. Uh, I think it has to be a 12 and 0 year for BYU to really put itself in that discussion. But in many, many other years, 2013, 15, 16, 17, beyond, there you know there are some schedules that could put them in the discussion with a loss. Uh, as long as the right teams win enough of the right games, uh, they're doing the right things right now. I mean, Tom's got uh, Tom's got games scheduled with with P five teams from now till twenty twenty five. I believe there's, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. there's almost three dozen P five teams on the schedule today, and that's with years to fill out these schedules. So I, I think when Tom says. Um, you know they're calling us. That that's legit. I mean, BYU's not wanting for games right now, which is another reason, guys, that when people float the notion of schedule alliance, yeah, it could be beneficial if you just if you, if you want to fill that schedule. But but that's not the primary need, I don't think, for Tom Homo right now or Bronco. It's really a matter of access and inclusion. If this thing gets to a true tier one, tier two system, which it appears that maybe heading that way, you want to make sure you're on tier one. Yeah, that's and that's the concern moving forward is. Can you be in a position when expansion happens to actually get invited? BYU will be in the conversation when when expansion happens in college football. It's just what's the best fit, and it looks like Pac-12, Big 12 are probably the two that fit the most. Would you rather be in the—if BYU had the choice— would you rather BYU be in the Pac-12 than the Big 12? I know we've, we've had this kind of like the arrogance of the Pac-12, not an academic uh, research institution— you know, the ideals don't match. I would rather be in the Pac-12 if I had my pick, though. If the Pac-12 were to act purely pragmatically, they would, they would move to have BYU as part of their group. Right. Okay. But they're not, but they a, don't. They're, they're, they're not a pragmatic body, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, but if they were to be that, they would think geographically and, and, and people in seats and, yeah. and media. All these things, BYU makes perfect sense. But it's not just about that, obviously, clearly. Right. Um, the Big 12, and again, this is, this is kind of an observer from afar, appears to have a little more pragmatic approach. And they may, and they may, they may be forced into pragmatism by, yes. by virtue of the fact that they may need to get to 12. Yeah. Okay, the Pac-12 doesn't have any necessary need to expand right now. The, 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 the Big 12 would seem to have the most need of all the leagues out there for obvious reasons. They would appear to be uh, uh, the, the, the most necessarily pragmatic. And that being the case, they've already made... Um, you know, they, they've already created a geographical outlier in West Virginia. Um, this would simply be balancing the scales if they went, you know, <laughs> to, 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 to BYU. From I've already, spelled, to I've, I've already spelled out how, how for eight of, of the nine central Big 12 teams, Provo's closer to them than Morgantown. Okay, but they already did the Morgantown thing. So they, they already made their outlier, you know, geographical outlier bad. They have, they've got a lie in it now. They needed Louisville and they didn't get them. They, 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 they may want a team to match you know, to give themselves a pair of of of, of Eastern teams that, that kind of you know make a little more sense. Right. So so how does BYU fit into the plan that way? That's something they would they, they might have to address. But from a purely and again, I, I like to think football only because I really can't see um, traipsing every BYU team into all these locations and in the to me the WCC is a much more is a much better logistical fit yes. for the other sports, especially at that time of year, travel and everything else. But if you're talking about a football only proposition. And you were and you were saying we'd have to travel to X number of Big Twelve schools on an annual basis. No big deal. Football, it doesn't matter. It's it's basketball where you're going home and road and volleyball and all that. And 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 again, I I don't want to speak for Dave Rose or Jeff Judkins, and I use those two sports primarily. There are other yeah. sports involved, but the wet you know. The, 
the WCC, in my estimation, is, is a good and viable home for the Olympic sports for the long term. Yes. To me, football only becomes a, a, a necessarily separate proposition. And I hope it gets explored, at least, by, by these t- uh, conferences that would look to expand. BYU makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons if it ever gets to that. You would yeah. think that it would have to come to that. Like, let's look at all of the options of how we can include BYU in this, this expansion oh effort. Oh, my gosh. Spencer, if you look at it, uh, BYU out uh, uh, in terms of gate attendance, uh, they, they were better than eight of the 12 Pac-12 teams last year. It's as a, ridiculous. As a football yeah. And that's an annual occurrence. Wow. BYU is always going to be... Um, you know, it would be in the upper third relatively of the Pac-12 in annual attendance. There, by any measure, you know, whether it's whether it's TV ratings, whether it's the the number of fans they're going to put in seats, by any measure, BYU makes strong fiscal sense for any conference that cared about a football expansion situation. BYU is a P5 school that is not an AP5 conference. In every other way except actual membership, and that's you know, and, and, and there's no debate about that. Yeah. That's the beauty of independence in college guess, football. That's the frustration <laughs> for me, I guess. But but moving forward, I think, uh, and that's what we learned yesterday, is that BYU is comfortable in their position to launch if the if the time comes. Now, they still face significant challenges because the money is pouring in. The money is pouring into the P5 coffers on an every year, click, 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 click. Those big paychecks are coming every single year, and BYU's paycheck's not going to be that big. And, and BYU's motivations have never been, nor will they ever be purely fiscal, certainly. But they are being asked to compete with and defeat programs that have the annual paycheck coming in at the those huge, flow. huge numbers. And This and yeah. is risk, and they are Asia, and we are uh, Australia. <laughs> We only get two, and they get seven every time. <laughs> Flashback to my 13-year-old self there. Andrew, yeah. five. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so BYU is having to, having to actually compete with those programs. Okay? And there's a reality involved there. Uh, there there's a facilities uh, component. There's a recruiting component. There's the ability to actually beat those teams on the field. But BYU has shown, Texas being a good example, how you can take a program with exponentially greater fiscal ability right now and still beat that team on Saturday or Thursday or Friday. Dominate them. Yeah, so so, so that, 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 that can be done. But at some point, I think you're going to, you know, you're going to have to address the disparity um, that it continues to grow year by year. And BYU would like to be, uh, again, on the upper tier, whatever that tier looks like, BYU mm-hmm. would like to be there when the time comes. Yeah. Greg Rubel, radio voice of the Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Always great to have you on, Greg. The window of opportunity is what you brought up the last time you were here. And BYU has it moving forward. Winning takes care of everything. That's what Bronco said yesterday. And and of all the you know the schedule they've had to compile as an independent, this one would appear to be. And who knows again how these other teams are going to pee. I mean, you know, if, if Boise tears off an undefeated season, and so does Central Florida, and somehow these you know, these these lesser P five lights rebound, it could look to be a very strong schedule. But it would appear that it's the most manageable to this point to go out and make some real noise yes. when you combine it with. The actual personnel on the field, this would be the year. As I've said before, it would be a, a, a good year to have a great year because things are set yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks, Greg. The good opportunity that, is there. Thanks, Greg. Up next, we discuss more of our Media Day banter. Plus, in a few segments, we join, we're joined by one of BYU soccer's top players, Blake Frischneck, on the show. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall stared down the media yesterday and answered all of the tough questions. I love that he did not back down from his Big 12 commentary. He was, he was all about it. I got exactly what I wanted out of that. I felt like I needed to defend us because no one else is defending us. 
Whether you agree with Bronco Mendenhall or not, all of his decisions and words are calculated. And you saw that yesterday. We're live in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. A reminder, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. A reminder, if you missed uh, Media Day yesterday, where were you? Yeah, what the heck? But you can catch all of it on BYUTVSports.com right now. <laughs> that is the beauty of on-demand video. You, it, it, if you I promise, was at work! If That's you promise to go back and watch, okay. And listen, we've got like five weeks before summer camp. It's not the fall. Summer camp starts for BYU football. That's getting close. We are five very, weeks. We were very close. Remember when we, had, were, we were like, oh, yeah, media day is just around the corner. Media day was yesterday. Media day happened. Yeah, it's done. Now it's on to the next thing, which is fall camp. And then the next thing is Connecticut. Oh, baby. Countdown to Connecticut. 66 days. 66 I went, days. I went to Arby's the other day, ordered something, and it was $6.66. I was like, can I add something to this order? <laughs> Just kidding. I don't really care. 66 days. That brings us to the stat of the day. Wait, what? It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Holler. 66.6. <gasps> BYU's win percentage as an independent in three seasons, 26 and 13. So it's really 66.67 on your calculator. But 66 days, and BYU's winning percentage is 66. So if I were to tell you, after three seasons of independence, BYU would have a record of 26 and 13. And and this is, we're we're taking you back to right right after they announced it. Would you be okay with that? Would you be like, yeah, okay. How would you feel about that? I would have been like, what? 13 losses in three years? That's what I would have said. That's an average of four losses? I would hope hope that they would average, yeah, uh, four or, you know, Three, two to three losses a year would be that's ideal. Then you're winning ten or eleven games. It's going roughly nine and four. That's really good though. Yeah, yeah. Bronco Mendenhall ten and three, eight and five, eight and benchmark five. Benchmark is ten wins. That's not. I, I like how he quantified what what makes a special season. He he talked. Well, look, we want to win double digit games every year. We want to have a top twenty five ranking. We want to win a bowl game. That's what we expect to do. Those three things. Anything above that special special. I yeah. think that's fair, don't you? Yes. But when BYU went four seasons in a row from 06 to 09 of 10-plus wins, that was, that was a special period. You have your winningest quarterback ever in Max Hall, the all-time leading rusher in Harvey Young, and the all-time leading receiver in Austin Colley. Dennis Pitt is in there, the all-time leading receiver, uh, tied in four with receiving yards in NCAA history. That's a golden era. You, BYU won more games during that period than any other four-year period in program history. Yet... The, the, the only issue I take there is that BYU could not get to the, the Utah TCU status of, you know what, we went undefeated in a season. We, we only had the one loss. And so when, when expansion comes, these teams look around and they say, oh, Utah went to a BCS game and won. TCU went to a BCS game and won. Uh, a couple of games faced uh, Boise State, beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. So that's, that's the next level for BYU. The first level would be, okay, let's get back to double-digit wins. And then after that, this season, maybe, do something special. Go 12, get 12 wins. The opportunity that is there. That hasn't happened very many times in BYU history. The Cougars have had, been really good at 10 and 11 wins. That's, I'll t- if you told me that, BYU can have that every year and you'll never go undefeated ever again, I'd say, sign me up right now. If I had to make headlines for yesterday's media day, it would be this. Independence is working. Bronco Mendenhall does not back down 
and the NCAA violations, while looming, are not alleged, major. Alleged. The violations. alleged. There yes. are no violations until the Correct. NCAA says there are. If they, they might rule that there are none. Who knows? Unlikely. But we have to wait and see, right? They're coming, and it seems like it's under control. BYU, the reason this became such a big deal is because it became public. So I thought that was interesting that Greg brought up a great point. Yeah, this happens all the time. I mean, BYU's They've men's volleyball program without is anybody two, knowing. BYU men's volleyball has had a couple of violations that were public, and they had stuff taken away. The, but the NCAA has so many rules that stuff gets broken, and you have people whose full-time job is to monitor the rule breaking, and then you say, hey, we broke these rules, and they're just like, slap on the wrist. Continue. It's just silly, actually. Hey, what was your favorite moment from BYU Football Media Day 2014? Let's hit up a couple of tweets. Tweet, tweet. At Rachel underscore Sauls. The undeniable thrill of excitement knowing that football season is right around the corner. Watching these guys makes me so pumped. I wish it was actually right around the corner. 66 days is right around the corner when you compare it to 238 where we started. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five, five weeks from now is camp, and then it really ratchets up for me. At Sword Maiden. Oh, I guess I'll read this one. Jerem Jordan is so witty, such a great <laughs> entertainer. I am now a fan of my first sports show. Hashtag Jerem Jordan. I, hey, I'll take it. You were That's just nice. hashtagged, Jerem. That's nice. Uh, you were you were I, hashtagged. I just want to clarify. I do not know at Swordman. At Swordman. Maybe I, maybe I know without knowing. I sure that's not S word. <laughs> I'll take S words. Schwartz. That's oh, okay. S words. Okay, yeah. How Got am it? I supposed to know the Twitter handle <laughs> pronunciation? It says sword. Up next, he's S-word. fired off more shots on goal <laughs> than any other BYU men's soccer player. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Oh, by the way, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan still live in Studio B. Jerem read a tweet as we were going to break from at Sword Maiden, and it's legitimate. He was not making that up, even though it was all about how great Jerem is. That's nice. <laughs> I, pre- I appreciate that. Thank you. You're, Let's I avoid love that the you ones. Were like, uh, I guess I'll read this tweet. That's just awkward. <laughs> Hey, we remind you, BYU uh, Media Day. I am so great. <laughs> I'm thinking of some Anchorman. I'm thinking of some Anchorman quote to drop right now. Oh, that's really funny. I have many leather-bound books. Yes, I'm friends with Merlin Olson. <laughs> awesome. Hey, BYU Football Media Day uh, was yesterday. If you missed any of it, you want to watch it again. Lots to watch. By the way, we made some recaps. Some of our reporters made some recaps uh, that you can watch uh, if you missed it or you want a summary of it. All on BYUTVSports.com. Check it out. It's a game day, BYU Sports Nation. Yes, it is. For BYU men's soccer, Blake Frischnecht, team leading 22 shots, has three goals for the Cougars, who are 6-2-0 in PDL play. Blake, we have to clear something up. We noticed that on your Facebook page, your last name is Frischnecht. On Twitter, it says Jones. Blake Jones. <laughs> who are you, Blake? Jones is my middle name. Okay. I'm Blake Jones Frischnecht. Why did you put Jones on your Twitter handle? I don't know. <laughs> change up just some, on a whim just change up sometimes it's going to be Blake Jones today yeah. okay your hey, marketability is easier with Jones but Frischnecht is so unique that when I google Blake Frischnecht you show up there was only one yeah, yeah there was only one <laughs> so game day What did, have we interrupted in any way your game day rituals no not really okay good doing alright what, what are your game day rituals I wake up usually eat lunch with the guys 
Firehouse subs and then watch Lord of the Rings or something before the game. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> On your yeah. Twitter handle, you, you put just became Middle Earth. infinitely more awesome to I, Jeremy Jordan. Five. I love Lord of the Rings. Let's yeah. speak Elvish or something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Blake Frischneck on BYU Sports Nation plays for BYU Men's Soccer. You're hosting Real Colorado. 7.30 Mountain Time kickoff at Southfield. How can fans get involved and watch you guys play? I mean, I know the answer to this, but mm-hmm. let's, let's give you, the player, the opportunity to pump BYU Men's Soccer. All our games are live-streamed on YouTube. Do you have so. like a team page there? Yeah, there's a team page that just live streams. Okay. So go to BYUsoccer.com, uh, and then you can find that link. Yeah. You guys have been really good this season. You were undefeated in the preseason. I believe, was it 4-0? Yeah. And, and then 6-2 and two, now in Premier Development League play. It's been a while since BYU made the playoffs, I believe 08. Mm-hmm. Um, what's been different this season to uh, have so much success through the first eight games? Uh, the team is just its a completely different team as last year. There were 10, 11 guys that are on our team last year that aren't here this year. We're not saying that's good or bad, but it's a new group and a new face, and we had guys come back from missions. It's worked out really well. Your first game in two and a half weeks, does rust become a concern at that point? Uh, I know that's an oft-used term in sports. Or did you boat enough to where you're like, yeah, I want to play soccer now? <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> no, we had a good week of practice. We had 11v11 scrimmage and went hard, so we're ready to play. Did, so, do a lot of guys take spring classes since you have to be here during spring summer to Not play? Not usually. Uh, since we're here all fall, winter, they usually don't take spring, but some do in the summer, so starting. That's now. smart. I never took spring summer because yeah. I was like, I don't want to go to school. Yeah, I agree with you. Some people are like, oh, it's you know more compact and it's cheap. I just didn't want to go to school, spring, summer. So, so to <laughs> me, that'd be better. I love not going to school. If I played men's soccer, yeah, I'd be busy. Your first home game in a month so you've you've logged some miles yeah uh what what's that experience like as a student athlete in kind of a slower season when it comes to school and you're you're not technically you're a club sport at byu mm-hmm. so you don't enjoy a lot of the you benefits that sports do okay mm-hmm. no scholarships what is that dynamic like how do you handle that financially mentally all that stuff uh we do pretty well on attendance compared to other PDL teams, and so that helps out a lot with with our uh, finances. But, yeah, we travel. We take a 33-person sleeper bus, travel through the night. Get <laughs> do there. you like that? It's so much fun. It's, it's a great. bunch of bro time? Yeah, it's, it's bro time. It's, 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 it's great. <laughs> it's a brodeo. Yeah, exactly. You guys used to fly. Do you, do you still fly to Southern California? We, we flew everywhere last year, but this year they wanted to try out the sleeper bus. It's so, so you love the sleeper bus. It's What's fun. been the biggest difference? Uh, so last year we flew out on the mornings of some of our games. So you play a game that night jet lagged. So they wanted to get there a day early and just we drive through the night. Everyone sleeps, wake up, hang out. Play so you're watching like soccer movies and stuff as you're driving over. There's, there's cable on the bus. There's digital cable on the bus. Oh. We were watching World Cup qualifiers. This is living. Games. This it's, is living, Blake. It's great. Everyone gets their own bunk. It's fun. Best soccer movie ever. Uh, what soccer movies are there? Victory with Sylvester Stallone, if you haven't seen it, and Pele. Sylvester Stallone in a have, soccer you movie? You haven't seen Victory? I haven't, I haven't, seen I haven't even heard of it. Never, Pele is in it with Sylvester Stallone. Never heard of it. Sylvester People. Stallone in a soccer movie? That sounds terrible. I, I implore you to go and watch this movie, Blake huh? and Jerem. We can do that today before the game. <laughs> Victory. The After Firehouse Subs. After Firehouse <laughs> you, Please, somebody on Twitter, tell me that you've seen Victory and you know this movie. You can verify that this is real. I've seen Invictus. That's rugby. What, uh, what's been the most interesting thing out of the World Cup for you that you've won? Spain. 
just dropped the ball. What happened? I have no clue. I have no idea. I chose them to be in the final. Euro Cup champs in 08. Mm-hmm. World Cup champs in 2010. Mm-hmm. Euro they Cup champs in 2012. Talent. They clearly have the most talent. Yeah, I had, it was bad. It was hard to watch. And sometimes that's the case. Like with BYU, you guys are a bunch of college students. You're playing guys that could have someone that's literally any age. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you encounter that where you the other teams are actually the old players yeah, as opposed yeah. to the other BYU sports where and, it's like you're the old player? Yeah, there's a guy who's, that we played in Fresno. He's probably 30, but he's been there for 10 that's, years. That's not old, by the way. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> that was a legitimate hesitation. I want right to talk there. to you about this, and I haven't mentioned this on the show, but Jurgen Klinsmann, the USA head coach, a legendary German player, coached Germany as well. He went under a pseudonym, uh, a fake name, during uh, a season – in the Premier Development League. Have yeah, you heard about this? Yeah, he played with the Hollywood Hitman, I think it yeah. was. So he, he played <laughs> against BYU in a game in the PDL. In like, I can't remember what year, 04 or yeah, something. Yeah. Are and you kidding me? No. How did you find out about this? I used to be the men's soccer sports I know that. Come on. But, okay, that's true. Yeah. You were the sports information director. Yeah. What would it, have you played against, uh, not anyone like Jurgen Klinsmann, but someone that you were like, hey, that's a real somebody in the soccer world. Besides your teammates. Hercules Gomez was on the last World Cup squad. Mm. He's from Las Vegas. Yeah. I never played against him. I got to see him play when I was a kid. It's pretty cool. That's okay. awesome. Yeah. Hercules Gomez. And he did have an effect in that uh, World Cup it's of a great 2010. Game. It's as, almost as good as Hulky from Brazil. <laughs> Has your team gone World Cup crazy? I mean, you're having yeah. watch parties and all this stuff. Yeah, at the wall. We have watch parties at the wall, and then all the guys get together if we're not there. Okay, walk me through the emotions of Team USA's last 14 minutes of the World Cup. <laughs> We were freaking out. We were so <laughs> excited. Uh, we dominated the entire game, which was surprising. But you know, we come up thirty-five seconds short. If you if you didn't see the game, the literally, Portugal was seconds from being eliminated from the World Cup after two games. Much like mm-hmm. Spain, they ranked fourth in the world in the FIFA rankings. Their last chance, they score a goal and tie the Americans. I mean, you rip your heart out, style. Gutted. Just, it felt you like tied, but you felt like you lost. It felt like a loss. Yeah, exactly. Now, so what's going to happen Thursday, you think? U.S.-Germany. Uh, Which is on at the exact same time as our show. On Thursday. I think we may or may not be streaming screen. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go out, and I think we're going to get a result, you know? Win or draw, and we go through. Mm-hmm. Even we used to go through the loss, but I've been surprised by this team, so I'm looking forward to a good game. Who's the most exciting player to watch on the U.S. team? <sighs> Probably Clint Dempsey. Yeah. Yeah. He just plays with so much passion. It's great. Isn't it's he, great to watch. Isn't he anti-soccer in a way in that uh, the dude busts his nose, but then he, he gets back in the game and doesn't complain. Yeah, he's like, put it back in place. He's not like holding his face for yeah. 10 minutes. You not know too I mean? many of the Americans are the ones doing that. It's, Blake, so. have you ever over-accentuated an injury to win a free kick? Of course. <laughs> I have to. It's part of I the game. I hate that it's part of the game, but it, yeah. it's, it just you really is. Do you mind signing our uh, Rise yeah. Up flag? Of course. You're the first men's soccer player to sign that. Good luck tonight against Real Colorado. Are you taking a shot at Chris Watkins there? He's a coach. He's not a soccer player, though. He's not a current <laughs> BYU soccer player. Chris knows of I'm just kidding. our friendship. Hey, hey, get get off the defensive. It's okay. I know. I, I don't know what's going it's on. It's all good. Defense wins, Jim. Blake, good luck tonight. You know how BYU Sports Nation karma, by the way. Oh, Go and so perform much. well. This is BYU Sports Nation. It continues next with the Cougar Whip Around. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. 
still hanging out. Sport, to, just sportsing hard. About to wrap things up. Do the thing. Win the Get the points, win the game. <laughs> We're getting some fantastic tweets about the best soccer, <laughs> soccer movie ever. I, I referenced <laughs> Victory, which is about a German team playing a prisoner of war team with Sylvester Stallone and Pele. Okay. It, it sounds, you need okay. to watch it. At first, I was like, Sylvester Stallone? Yeah, but that that's, sounds interesting. At Chesh Sports. Uh, the correct man. The correct answer. She's the man. Amanda Bynes is fantastic in that movie. <laughs> and Channing Tatum. Be- yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Twenty one Jump Street. This. Yeah. Okay. Enough. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar <laughs> Whip Around Soccer. It's game day for the Cougars. Nine thirty Eastern. The men's soccer team plays Real Colorado. The Cougars are six and two in Premier Development League play. Watch the game on BYUsoccer.com. Men's volleyball. BYU assistant coach Rob Nielsen has been promoted to associate head coach. Nielsen has been with the Cougar coaching staff since 2007. Former awesome. national champion as well. Okay, that was that was good. Sports, yes, yeah, sports. <laughs> sports in casual conversation is like saying amen to a prayer. Watch the show tomorrow. That's what I wanted sports? to say. Sports. Just watch the show tomorrow. Uh, today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jerem? Blake Frischneck. Yes. Blake Jones Frischneck third, jun- Jr. the third. Good luck to him tonight. Uh, we expect at least one goal. Team leader in shots on goal with 22. Has three goals, 17 fouls. You know we fouls. didn't mention? The what? team leading 17 fouls. He's an aggressive player. Yes, he is. He's Clint Dempsey for BYU men's soccer. Nice. He has yeah. a broken nose? I hope he doesn't break his nose. Please no. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. What was your favorite BYU Media Day moment? At P underscore Flood 7 says, Hearing Coach Anai talk about the deep threat the offense will bring this year. First play of the season needs to be a streak to Jordan Leslie or Devon Blackman. Coach Anai, yeah, please. Just chuck it up. Or as Rob Daniels said, no, the opening kickoff will just take the ball away and run into the end zone. Okay, that too. That would be uh, good. Co- Robert and I also said yesterday that there will be st- there will be offensive linemen that started last season that will not make the travel team this year. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. That may that may have an effect on uh, Phil Steele's prognostication that the offensive line is going to be the best group because they have so many returning stars. Well, that, that number still goes into it. Uh, at Crazy Cook Fanatic. Snack smack throwdown with BYU football. Close second. We read this already, but at, at UCLA grad 90 and Jay Swag Daddy. At Big Uncle Pooh. <laughs> Knowing Bronco and team have a chip on their shoulder. Yes. Prove it. That's what we want them to do. Win football games. Winning. Thanks to our guests today, Greg Rubel and Blake Jones, Frischneck Jr., the third, and everyone on our crew. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram. Episodes of the show on demand at BYUSportsStation.com every afternoon and on BYUTV.org slash DDR. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to our boy Brock Trejo. BYU Sports Station back to work tomorrow.